Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of The Headliners. My name is Anna Herod, and I'm your news editor. And my name is Cassandra Garza, and I'm a news reporter. This week, me and Cassandra are going to talk about the headlines we found particularly interesting. And the one that I picked was Faculty Discusses Campus Carry Implementation. This story is based off of a discussion that was had in a faculty senate meeting this week. Um, they restarted this discussion after the mass shooting that happened in Oregon that left 10 students dead. And um, they were just talking about how, how to m most safely implement this campus carry legislation next fall. And so um, one of the points they brought up is that the professors in UT, they're really raising a lot of flack about this, um, this legislation and that 350 faculty members at UT actually signed a petition stating that they will not allow guns in their classrooms or in their offices. And so I just thought that was kind of interesting and an issue that we could follow up on in the future to see if there's any professors maybe on campus here at Texas State that feel the same way or want to do the same thing or maybe what they even think about um, the UT professors banding together to do that. Um, another interesting thing I thought about um, this discussion was that they, uh, Michelle Conroy, the faculty senate chair, she was talking about how the legislation provides, um, has a provision to where universities can choose safe buildings. And so even though the legislation will allow people with um, concealed handgun licenses to carry on campus, um, the university can still ban um, guns from being in certain buildings. And so she was saying that they have sent out um, surveys to both students and faculty to just get some input on what the campus community wants these buildings to be where guns aren't allowed. And um, those results haven't been released yet. They're still planning. So that's definitely an issue that we will be following up on as the issue develops. Um, but yeah, so that's basically it for that headline. Um, which one did you pick, Cassandra? The headline that I chose was Annual City Council Debate Brings Heated Discussion, written by Darcy and XR. And this article was about the City Council debate that the University Star hosted. And I wanted to focus on Melissa Derrick and Shane Scott running for City Council Place 6. So this was definitely heated. There was a lot of tension. Uh, it, was, it was interesting to watch. So some key points that I wanted to focus on were housing, tending to students, and the river. Uh, the first one, housing, Shane Scott, he wants to build up, but there has been a cap placed on building. So you can only build so many stories high. In the downtown area. Yes. And Melissa Derrick initially said that, well, she, first let's go through her protesting building in downtown. So the first thing she did uh, before she was running for city council was that she protested the city wanting to build upwards in the downtown area. And da last night at the city council debate, Melissa Derrick ended up saying that she wants more housing, but in the downtown area. So this, this is, was, was kind of confusing, especially because of what she's already stated previously. And then someone brought up a question one of the someone Audience who attended members, yes yeah. and they had asked where are we supposed to build downtown isn't very large there's 
mostly just the square and how are you supposed to fit so many students because Texas State is a growing campus into a small area without building up and you know that was one of the the heated issues last night and then another one was of course tending, tending to students and Shane Scott was a student here at Texas State University which I f think is uh, important um, and Melissa Derrick had made some points about how she doesn't even want to live next to college students and she doesn't want college students in family neighborhoods because it's distracting and she doesn't want to build anywhere on the river because it ruins scenery. Yeah, so um, actually I just wanted to jump in and add something. That was something Shane Scott was replying to is that um, he said with like Concho Commons, even though it hasn't like the construction hasn't been fully put in motion yet, that um, that for some reason the building cap in um, in the downtown area was at seven stories and that they pushed to get it to nine stories. So he said that they just wanted to add two extra stories to that limit. And he said that Melissa Derrick actually protested that. And that's in his own words, his own opinion. Um, so that was just interesting. And like you said, the audience member was like, well, where in downtown should we do? Because it is small. And she pointed to like the area where UPS is, um, even though there's not really currently any vacancies in that lot. She also pointed to the Springtown Center because it's empty. So she said it was more like she was focusing on past areas of possibility that are no longer areas of possibility, but it seems like she couldn't pinpoint where exactly her alternative choice for student housing would be, mm -hmm. just more of where she wanted it to be that no longer could be a possibility. Let's not forget she also proposed a place near a Taco Bell. So, Well, yeah, that's when she was talking about Concho Commons, but yeah. There's like a lawsuit involved with that, so that's not happening at the moment. It's a very small area. And the last issue was the San Marcos River. So what's been going on in San Marcos recently is there's some organizations that want to charge students and tourists a fee to float on the San Marcos River, and the fees would be used to pay for services for uh, the pollution problem, and Derek believes that we should charge tourists for to float along the San Marcos River. Not only that, but she believes that the charge will allow the right kind of people. And that's in quotes. In quotes, yes, she said this. The right kind of people to the river. And Scott, Shane Scott, uh, he believes that it should just be free. That's our river. It doesn't even belong to the city. In it his words, he actually said that it's not our river. It's God's river. So nobody should be charged to be on it. Yes. And also just another thing I wanted to add is that um, during the debate, we actually asked Melissa Derrick what she meant by the right kind of people would be attracted to um, use the river if they could afford the fee. And she didn't really fully answer. She just said it again basically she just said um the right kind of people will come instead of people who just want to drink all day but Shane Scott um in his rebuttal he said that in his personal experience the people he sees with alcohol are actually with their families and they have children with them and so he was just saying in his rebuttal that he didn't think that was a valid point yes and I think another important thing that the audience saw last night was 
how to be a political figure. So Shane Scott, you know, he holds himself very confidently and he understands how to act in front of a media. You can see that in the way that he answers his questions. He's very straight to the point, you know, first to answer. And with Melissa Derrick, she had stated that if she had known a reporter was going to be in the room during a Well, because the quote that um, the right kind of people, that quote that we pulled from is something she actually said at a recent College Democrats meeting. And um, she was saying that it was more of just like an off-the-cuff conversation and she didn't even know that a reporter was in the room and that she would be more careful if she knew that. Um, But like you were saying, that was something like an audience member. I don't know. um, It wasn't actually a question an audience member asked, but we also took questions from Twitter using hashtag SMTXDebate15. And that was what some of the questions on there was, was about if you're a public figure, why does it matter if a reporter's in the room or not? Yes, exactly. So that basically wraps up the debate. Um, So the headline that I'm looking forward to is one about cemetery tours. So as Halloween's approaching, Cassandra is actually working on a story about this. Um, The San Marcos Cemetery surprisingly has well, not so surprisingly, I guess. They have a lot of history, and um, she's doing a future story that will really let readers know what that history is. Um, they Closer to Halloween, they're going to host Tales and Tours, and we're also going to have a reporter um, go on one of those tours and do a story about that, so that's also something to look for. But right now... Um, Cassandra, she's writing a story that's more about like the history behind it, and it's really interesting because she mentioned to me that she's found out that there's some famous people buried in the San Marcos Cemetery, including a previous Red Sox player and um, Edward Gary, who there's a street here in San Marcos named after him, and then also she said some British war veterans. Um, did you want to add on that? Of oh, yes. There? One I forgot was actually Edward Cummings, who invented the bulldozer. Is it? Oh, he's buried cool. at the San Marcos Cemetery. So, yeah, these are some interesting things that you can learn from reading the future article. Yeah. And didn't you say, like, the British war veterans are there because a plane crashed? Yeah. So what happened was they were doing a bunch of training during World, World War Two and their plane crashed in San Marcos and they just decided to bury them here rather than sending them all the way back to the UK. But yeah, that's how they ended up here. Yeah, So that's definitely a story to look for, especially as we get closer to Halloween or just for readers who want to know more about the history of the city that they live in. And um, what headline were you looking forward to, Cassandra? The one that I'm looking forward to is Pet Fest. And that is self-explanatory. It's a festival for pets. Um, I've seen a bunch of flyers around, and every single one of them's got, like, little tiny puppies in it. And that automatically makes me want to read it. So that's one I'm definitely looking forward to. That's happening this Saturday. And I know that one of our reporters is going to go and cover it, take some photos. Um, They're having a costume contest for the dogs. I know that, and they're also doing a dog jog. And one of the interesting things about it is that although it's not required, it's recommended that attendants to the festival bring um, dog food donations. And so it'll be interesting to find out in the article where those donations are going, how much they've raised in the past, how much they raised this year, and just, like, what organizations or institutions that helps. Yeah. 
So, yeah, that wraps up our episode of the headliners for this week. Make sure to tune in next week to find out about more interesting headlines. Thank you. Thanks.